0: You're listening to Legal Skies, a podcast by the Law Society of Saskatchewan. This is Season 1, Episode 1.
1: Welcome to the inaugural episode of Legal Skies, the podcast brought to you by the Law Society of Saskatchewan. I'm your host, Tim Brown. Seems like everyone is putting out a podcast these days, so why us? And why now? It's our hope that this will prove to be a convenient format for you to stay current with important issues, developments, opportunities and resources in a rapidly evolving world. It's our hope that our long-form discussions with various guests representing a wide array of experience and perspectives will help you to critically examine the issues which will shape the future of your practice and of the profession itself. It's also our hope that this format will be a convenient way for you to get this information while putting on some kilometres on the treadmill, driving home from work, or walking your dog. Presently, it's our plan to bring these podcasts to you each and every month. Our podcast will be available on all major podcast channels, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitches, TuneIn and Alexa, and Buzzsprout. I'm here with Melanie hodges Newfeld, our Director of Legal Resources and Communication. She's been with the Law Society for more than 10 years, and besides ensuring that members have access to world-class legal resources, she's been responsible for leading the team that's transformed our communication strategy to ensure that we provide you with the information you need on the channels that are relevant to you. Today, Melanie's joined by Professor Keith Carlson, who's created a tremendously valuable resource with potential to have a significant impact on the evolution of GLADU rights in our courts. Without further ado, Melanie, I turn it over to you.
0: Thanks, Tim. Uh, As Tim said, today we're going to be talking about the GLADU rights research database with Dr. Keith Carlson, Welcome today, Keith. Uh, Keith is a professor of history at the University of Saskatchewan, where he holds the Research Chair in Indigenous and Community-Engaged History. It's quite a long title, Keith. Yeah,
2: good. It's a long title, yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, No, it's great to be with you on, here on the podcast.
0: Um, I guess we'll just launch right into it. So, right off sure. the bat, Keith, uh, what is the Glad You Writes Research Database?
2: Yeah, well, this, this is uh, something kind of creative and, and uh, unique, I think. And uh, I don't want to take uh, full credit for it at all. I want to make sure that everybody who's done all the background work and the sort of the visionary work uh, gets, gets that as well. So um, this started with uh, Legal Aid Saskatchewan when uh, Craig Gobell approached me. Uh, and he had moved to Saskatchewan to take over uh, as the director there from uh, his position in British Columbia, where they had already been um, – uh, sort of out front in terms of uh, uh, having uh, GLADU uh, reports written and uh, working to ensure that GLADU rights were being considered when it came to sentencing. Um, and so he approached me about, um, you know, you know, to what extent uh, we could partner and collaborate. And uh, we talked about involving students and uh, doing this in ways that would kind of build capacity for them uh, and and sort of a rich experience while also. Um, being as directly relevant to Indigenous people and their legal counsel as possible. Um, and, and what we felt was sort of missing, but not, maybe that's too strong a word, but when we looked at what other jurisdictions were doing, British Columbia, uh, Ontario, and others who kind of got out front on GLADU rights um, when, when, when these issues first emerged, um, uh, it seemed to us that um, while they were doing great work, um, it was expensive. Uh, each GLADU report costs anywhere from, I think the low end ones we heard were $900, but uh, some of the more expensive ones, uh, people were being charged 1000 dollars And so that, that seemed really high. And, and then, secondly, as we reviewed uh, what the Supreme Court decision had been uh, around uh, GLADU, uh, was you know, this is around systemic problems, uh, systemic issues that confront Indigenous people. Um, and, and yet, most of the work on defending GLADU rights was focusing on the particulars uh, of, of the experience of the individual and their family. Um, and, and, well, that's very important to have that that context when it comes to sentencing. Um, the, the reports that were being done in other jurisdictions weren't necessarily uh, going into the, the deeper systemic historical factors that had caused Indigenous people to become overrepresented in corrections. And so this database was meant to uh, provide uh and indigenous people, their legal counsel, with quick access to uh, information that could be used to um, uh, situate a convicted offender within a historical and cultural context uh, where those systemic uh, colonial impositions uh, into their community's life uh, could become uh, understood without necessarily going uh, into... uh, as deeply into interviewing an individual's parents, brothers, sisters, family, life, uh, to find out about the particular experiences uh, and particular uh, uh, struggles that that person had had. Um, And again, not to say that those aren't important. uh, They are. But what was happening was with the emphasis that was being placed on that, as opposed to the deeper historic uh, and and systemic uh, aspects of colonialism, was that people were, Uh, finding that um, offenders' uh, families were being victimized in the process of having the offenders' gladi rights uh, identified and protected. So we wanted to uh, uh, take as much as
0: interesting that's kind key. of a long
2: answer sorry <laughs> that's about that okay. <laughs> yeah, a bit longer than i should have been oh
0: that's perfect <laughs> um i'm just curious uh, just for our listeners who may not know you know what mm-hmm. what is a glad you report let's go back to being yeah, six well, here so,
2: yeah absolutely yeah maybe we should, I should have said that maybe right off the bat but um you, you know the uh when uh, an indigenous person first nations Métis, or Inuit person uh, has been convicted of a crime uh, and then up before a judge to face sentencing. Um, the, the Supreme Court uh, decision in Gladue, and there have been some subsequent decisions that have helped to refine and, and clarify this, um, but essentially what they're saying is uh, that the systemic factors of, uh, of being Indigenous in the Canadian state that, that were colonialism, um, those impacts have to be taken account of uh, so that we can, uh, as much as possible, um, find alternatives to incarceration. Now, this is for all Canadians. Like, you know, the Criminal Code clarifies that we should be looking for all Canadians for ways to uh, avoid incarceration because we know that incarceration um, doesn't uh, often help much in terms of the uh, rehabilitation uh, and assisting people sort of reintegrate into the communities and into Canadian society. But, but what the Supreme Court decision in Gladue said was that this was uh, particularly an issue for Indigenous people, um, and therefore Gladue rights are looking at the ways that Indigenous people, as the first people of this uh, continent, uh, as the people who were displaced from their land and resources, as settlement occurred uh, through the Canadian state, that that has caused particular problems for Indigenous people uh, uh, that need to be accounted for when it comes to sentencing, above and beyond um, those important uh, factors that should be accounted for for all Canadians to help reduce uh, uh, incarceration.
0: Well, and, you know, I'm, I'm not sure any of our listeners have actually um, visited your site or, or taken a look at the, the information, mm-hmm. in the database you put together, but I certainly have. And, and it seemed like quite a, an extensive project. Can you give us maybe a little bit more information about how it was created and the process you went through there?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, so again, you know, sitting down with uh, with lawyers from Legal Aid, talking to Indigenous uh, uh, people from different communities, representatives, talking to uh, Indigenous studies scholars, uh, working with other historians uh, and uh, my graduate students. Um, So, so a lot of people sort of at the brainstorming stage talked about well, how do we get that kind of information that a that a, a top researcher who's really uh, qualified and experienced who would be writing a Gladue report, uh, and/or a judge who wants to adjudicate a Gladue report, and/or in the event of judges uh, having someone come before them without a Gladue report being prepared for them, how would a judge, how would the writer of a Gladue report, how would a judge adjudicating Gladue report, or how would a judge who is, does not have a Gladue report in front of them work to get the information that they need to help make sure that Indigenous peoples' Gladue rights were taken account of? And that's what this database is meant to do. Mm-hmm. So everything in the Glad- in the database it's historical. It takes you right up until about 1990, uh, because you know, from that period forward, you can talk to the individual and their and their families about uh, what's happening in their lives. Um, but but it basically takes us from the, the period of first contact uh, between Indigenous peoples and outsiders here in, in Saskatchewan, and brings us right up until the very recent past. Uh, and it is full of uh, peer-reviewed academic works. So if you go onto the database, you can search by um, uh, uh, an event that occurred in the past, you know, a treaty signing, uh, amendments to the Indian Act, uh, um, starvation policies that were implemented, uh, the um, uh, disruption and displacement of people from trap lines, Métis script, whatever it might be, you can search by an event. You can search by communities, different Makey and First Nation communities. You can search by residential school. Um, and then you can also search by uh, what we're calling resource, so we'll student change that to be source material. And that is you can search by uh, titles of, of books or articles. You can search by repositories where records are being held. For example, Gabrielle Dumont Institute, which has a fantastic collection of um, oral interviews that have been uh, done with Makey people over the last few decades. That sort of thing. So it's meant to be user-friendly, and, uh, and it provides, uh, again, judges, uh, Indigenous people, their counsel, with access to high-quality peer-reviewed research. Um, all of that, those research uh, sources have been summarized, keyword searched uh, by my students and myself, uh, and made accessible and searchable in other ways so that someone uh, can get in and quickly get that information that would otherwise um, take a very long time and that otherwise would require someone to go in and replicate that, that process of research each time a graduate report was being written. Mm-hmm.
0: Have you received any feedback from any users about, um, you know, um, you know, any example cases or, or, or anything that you've, you've used to, um, expand upon the project or anything like that?
2: Yeah. Well, what we've done is we've received feedback where people have said, oh, this is great. And what we you know, what about this? Could you add this? Or, uh, uh, this is really good, but the part that I found most useful was this. Could you enhance that? Could you supplement that? Um, and then on one or two occasions, we found someone said, oh, I think you got something wrong here. And we've gone in and we've uh, uh, addressed that, tried to, to find out what you know what, what went wrong. But we have a team of students working on this and, and a range of, uh, of experience with the students. And, um, and so every now and then we'll get a little glitch. And so we encourage anybody who's using the database to provide us with feedback so that we can just make it better. Um, but yeah, we've, we've gotten feedback. And so what we've done is gone beyond the initial um, search browse features, which we've set up to including a section now that has key concepts. So these are just some, you know, if you want to know about, you know, the Indian Act, for example, uh, you, can, you, can, you can search for that. If you're looking at sort of myths that have been uh, perpetuated about Indigenous people, you can, you can search under the myths and stereotypes you can search under treaties. treaty. So there's little little mini-essays, these are just one-pagers that give you a quick synopsis of these key concepts. Um, we've added a timeline, which is color-coded and, and that enables you to look at sort of the history of Saskatchewan as relates to Indigenous people um, according to uh, color-coded themes. Uh, so you start way back uh, when the very first um, uh, fur traders arrived here and started to encounter Indigenous people uh, right up until the, the very recent past. You can look at exploration, disease, uh, government policy, violent conflicts, infrastructure developments, environmental impacts, it's all color-coded and you can just um, scroll down and, and, and follow this timeline and things start to emerge through a timeline that don't otherwise uh, pop out that quickly to you if you are having to search sort of uh, uh, from, from starting from ground zero and, and build up that. Uh, and then we also have a section we've added now with historical maps. So you can look at a – right now we have about 20, I believe, maybe about 30 maps now that we've uh, digitized and scanned that are in there that are historic maps that show uh, treaty boundaries. But beyond that, uh, uh, locations of um, conflicts during the uh, real resistance uh, that show tribal distributions, that show the development and impact of railways on the prairies, and, and just a host of things like that. And you can – these are nice high-res scans. And then, most recently, uh, we've added a, a series of uh, videos uh, where, um, uh, in one case, myself and another instance, um, highly respected Indigenous Studies scholars, uh, Robert Innes, uh, Priscilla Setti, Emily Snyder, uh, Caroline Tate, and Winona Wheeler, speak about different aspects of, uh, of Canadian uh, Saskatchewan uh, history as related really to Indigenous people, I'm glad you write. And so you can click on those and get nice little... Seven to fourteen-minute-long uh, videos uh, of an expert um, speaking on an aspect of, of uh, Saskatchewan Indigenous people's history and gladiators. Hmm.
0: Um, and I just want to say, you know, uh, as some of our listeners may already know, because we've reported it out on you know various channels like our blog, um, about a y- about last May, um, you mm-hmm. launched the the database and all this information. Mm-hmm. Um, and a little bit before the before the launch. Um, you approached us for a subscription, because at that time it wasn't free and open.
2: Um, We very quickly
0: got back to you and said, you know what, Keith, this is such a valuable resource that it should be free and open. Uh, We we want members of the public, uh, the judiciary, who aren't members of the Law Society, to be able to access this. So we were more than happy to to sponsor this. Um, We've got two other partners sponsoring that as well. It's uh, Corrections and Policing and um, Legal Aid. And Legal Aid. Right. So, um, this Absolutely. is a free and open resource. Um, it is available on the university of Saskatchewan, uh, website, uh, yep. for our members who are more familiar with the law society website, we have a link there on our legal resources mm-hmm. page. If anyone's looking for it, we're also working with Canley right now to, to potentially get this put on Canly. Uh, so it has okay. much more national exposure and, and that people can be able to find it because it's such a great resource. We wouldn't want it hidden away. Thank you. Uh, yeah, you're, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> no, thank you. Um, you know, before we wrap up today, Keith, um, yeah. you've given us so much information about this database. It's such a wonderful project that you're, you're working on here and creating. Um, just so mm-hmm. our viewers know, again, it's, um, it is being updated, like you said, by students are continually updating this. Um, yeah. so there'll be it's new information. There.
2: Yeah.
0: That's wonderful. Yeah. It's
2: continually being enriched. And it's also being, I think I mentioned to you, um, in the next uh, month or two, um, we're having it transferred over to a, a new, much more user-friendly platform. So it'll be the same information, but in a, in a way that's just uh, more visually appealing and also more user-friendly. And so we're in the process of having that happen. And then I should also mention, too, you mentioned the, the, the sponsoring partners, but I should also mention the, um, the History Department at the University of Saskatchewan right. and the College of Arts and Science, which provide uh, in-kind as well as uh, 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 physical space for the students' uh, server support uh, the the library uh, is providing that uh, assistance as well and so there's there's partners at the university who are also making this happen it's a real collaborative kind of
0: initiative yeah it's a a wonderful example of you know one thing the law society is really working towards it's as much collaboration Mm -hmm. and partnership as possible to make sure again that projects like this go forward
2: Um, and and can I mention one more thing I know you're getting close to wrapping up but it's um, one of the, the things that we'll be launching this fall which is a aside uh, a sort of a spin-off it's a part of the database but it's a, it's a, an additional supplement um, we're, we're putting together uh, some training and orientation uh, workshops so if if uh, you know if you're a government office if you're uh, uh, corrections if you're um, a law firm um, and if you would like to have um, a, a grad student uh, who has gone through uh, some training so they're, they're all qualified uh, with some uh activities, uh, and information that they would come in and do for you. These would be either two or, or three hour long, uh, orientation workshops that will be set up and you can, uh, arrange for that by going to the database as well and just, uh, arrange to book a time where, where one of these really high qualified students would come in and, and, and walk through sort of a history of Saskatchewan and orientation to indigenous peoples, talk about things like uh, what is white privilege, these sorts of, these issues that, entangle racism into uh, what graduate rights are beyond the systemic uh, historical factors. So that will be something that will be available uh, very soon as well.
0: Wow, that sounds wonderful. Uh, I'll, I'll set you up with our uh, continuing professional development department and see if this is something we mm. can uh, uh, promote for <laughs> you and, and get our members uh, interested in. Um, before yeah. we wrap up today, uh, yeah, you, yeah. let's just make sure our listeners know the website URL for the, for this. Like I said, you can find it on our website, but could you just let them know what that
2: is? Yeah, sure. So then again, I think the website will actually be getting a bit easier to search for as well. You can search for Gladu Research Database in Google, and it will bring you to this. But it's Mm -hmm. currently it's DRC, which stands for the Digital Resource Center. So DRC.Usask.ca, and then uh, backslash projects backslash Gladu, and that will take you right to this.
0: And, and like I said, and like, well, actually, like you said, if you Google it, it does pop up. It's one of the top searches that you mm-hmm. find and it's available on the Law Society website. And like I said, yeah. hopefully in the next few months, it'll be available on Canly as well. Um,
2: yeah. Th- but Go to your website and people can click right on there. That's yeah. best.
0: Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Keith. Um, this has been thank a wonderful you know, discussion, yeah. a wonderful resource. Yeah. Um, I hope our members will, will check it out uh, and provide any feedback they may have to, to Keith Absolutely. as he requested. Yeah.
2: yeah, please do. Any suggestions on enhancing it, making it better, any corrections, we, we want to hear them because I say this is a dynamic, living document that we want to just uh, keep making better. So thank you.
0: Great. Thank you so much, Keith.
2: Okay. Have a great day. You too. Bye bye.
0: Thank you for listening today. We hope you found the podcast informative and would love to hear your feedback, comments, and suggestions. Our podcast email is podcast at lawsociety.sk.ca. Until the next episode, I leave you with an amusing quote by comedian Jerry Seinfeld. To me, a lawyer is basically the person that knows the rules of the country. We're all throwing the dice, playing the game, moving our pieces around the board. But if there's a problem, the lawyer is the only person who has read the inside of the top of the box.